Welcome to Metal Vice, a podcast where we talk about all things music, at least the things we care about. I'm your host, Brian, and I'm joined with my other host, Karen. Um, for today's episode, we're going to talk about our trip to Denver, and we made our trip out to Denver to see Korn. Um, this isn't the first time we made our trip to Denver, or made a trip to Denver. Uh, we went a few years ago, I think in what, 2019? Two, yeah, 2019. Yeah. To go see Knotfest. Um, both of those shows, Knotfest and Korn, both played in Chicago, or around Chicago. And we chose not to go to that particular show. It's a lot quicker for us to get to that one, theoretically. Well, I mean, obviously, theoretically. Like, no, <laughs> it's a lot quicker to get to. Um, but as we've said in other shows, we have particular opinions about venues. And both of these were playing at, um, what was it, Tinley Park? Tinley Park, yeah. And at the Hollywood Amphitheater, I think it's called. Oh, right, right, right. <clears throat> and we've seen shows there before. We saw Rammstein. Um, what's the last one we saw in 2017? Yeah. So they came to open air, and the first the open one. air, and the next year, yeah, they came back. Then who was the first band we saw there? Uh, the Lumineers. Lumineers, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. I remember we saw two. I can't remember the other one. And, like, we just don't like that venue. We don't like going out to the Burbs necessarily. There's nothing wrong with it. We have friends that live out there. Like, we understand why people want to live out there and go out there. It makes sense. Just not what we want to do. And especially, like, we don't have a car or we didn't have a car for a long time. So driving out to, or I guess getting out to Tinley Park out in the Burbs was a bit of a challenge. And right. I don't know if we'll talk about the Rammstein. That was a bit ago, a few years back. Yeah, I don't remember too much about it, so that's hard for me to talk about. Yeah, maybe we'll bring it up when we see Rammstein again, and if we talk about that, we'll we'll talk about that. But we took the Metra out, the train, right? Right, both times that we went to Tinley Park before, we took the Metra. Right, and the first time was for Lumineers, and that was pretty easy. We left before the end of the concert. We just wanted to see them and then head back into town. Rammstein, we wanted to see all of it because it's Rammstein. You want to see the show. Right. And <laughs> with Rammstein, we misread the train schedule, and we missed the last train into the city. Yeah, so we I misread the train schedule. <laughs> I'll take all credit for that one. So we had to like get an Uber and then drive back into the city, which was like 100 20 bucks or something. Yeah, it was a lot. of I, It was a lot. Just, I don't know yeah, how much yeah. it was. It was over $100, I know. So, like, that in and of itself is very frustrating. We do have a car now, so we could drive out there. And we are seeing a show later this year, uh, Five Finger Death right. Punch out We're going to try it one more time. Right. Um, but we also just don't like the venue, right? We don't – the pit is so small, and then you have this sort of amphitheater seating, and then you have the – the box seats up at top. Yeah, and then there's like a lawn. It's right. like open seating, or that's like the general admission area is right. the lawn. Behind all that, yeah. the lawn. Yeah. And when we saw Rammstein in particular, like the loud bangs, the pyro, the the pops, um, the singing would bounce off of the off those boxes, those like VIP boxes, which we were sitting there because we wanted to see the show. Mm-hmm. So it would bounce off that and, like, echo. Like, we just don't like that venue as a whole, that whole style of venue. There's quite a bit of those styles. Yeah, yeah. We've really, I mean, now that we've seen a lot more concerts, we've really noticed that there's a lot that are in that um, style. Yeah. And I think they're all, I mean, not, I can't say all, but most of them are ran, ran by Live Nation. It does um, seem that way. Or, like, that's who sponsors the tickets and the tours and stuff. It so. does seem like that, right? That they always go to the Live Nation um, 
the live nation venues. So you're, you're kind of stuck seeing stuff like that. And all the ones here in the Midwest or around the Midwest seem to be that style of venue. Right, right. Which is why we chose Denver for both, or for Corn this year and then previously for Slipknot. Um, because it is a Live Nation stadium, but it's a um, arena and not a amphitheater type seating. Right. Um, it's the ball arena now, but it used to be the Pepsi Center. Correct. Yeah. In Denver, where the um, the basketball team, I think it was the Denver Nuggets, and then the Colorado Avalanche, their hockey team, play. Uh, which is, you know, I'm a hockey fan. A friend of mine's a huge Avs fan, so it was kind of cool to be down there and like see the the banners for the Avs hanging. Which we'll talk about that too here in a little bit. Um, but yeah, so that's why when when Corn announced, we're like, hey, we we kind of want to see them. We've seen them before, open air twice. I think that's the only two times we've seen them. Yes. The first year and yep. the second year. That's all. Yeah, that's all we've seen. And so we've never seen them at a headlining show. They've always been, it's been at a festival. Sure, yeah. I mean, the second year was, they headlined. But so it's a festival headlining. It's different. It is, yeah, it's different. But, I mean, they were the headliner right. for the festival. I guess their own tour. Right. How about if I say that instead perfect. of headlining show? Yeah, perfect. So, yeah, we've seen them twice uh, at open air, uh, both the first year, the second year. And they announced this tour. We wanted to go, you know, check them out again. Uh, so we were looking at... Shows around the area that they were gonna they were gonna be in, um, and like you said, everything around here was that sort of Tinley Park feel. And they even played Tinley Park, and like uh, we don't want to see that. Same thing with Slipknot a couple of years ago, right? And we found the the Denver Arena, and we're like, oh, we've never been to Denver. Want to go? Let's go check that out. And we had such a great time uh, in 2019 with Slipknot. We decided to go again for Corn. Uh, like, why not do that again? Type thing. But then also, I knew that Denver had Akuma's, Akuma's Corner. Yes. Uh, so I was like, hey, we could finish our bucket list of going to all the Akuma's in, so far in North America. That's true, right? Um, so I might, I mean, that's stupid to go there for lunch or, you know, go all the way to Denver to get lunch, but. I mean, it was, it was on our list. Like, it's it it, is, it's yeah. kind of like a goal. It's like, we, yeah. it's our favorite restaurant. Let's go check out every one they have type thing. Exactly. Yeah. So we were. That might have been a little bit of a push as well. <laughs> right. But getting to Denver was fun, right? Well, not fun, but it was interesting. Typically, we'll travel together. But this time, you know, you had your vacation. You went back to you went back to Iowa for the state fair to see family. Right. And I stayed in Chicago. So we, we had to kind of, like, plan our trip to meet up that Sunday before the show in Denver. Yeah, so I flew from Iowa and you flew from Chicago. But we met, I mean, we got to the airport within a couple hours of each other, so it wasn't. Yeah, you got them before I did. Were you there a long time? No, like an hour and, well, it's a long story. But, yeah, I was only off the plane for about an hour and a half before you landed okay. because. I guess, yeah, that's a long yeah. time for me to be just sitting in an airport by myself. That's okay. That'd be boring. I watched YouTube. <laughs> Fun times. Um, but, I mean, you know, this also was sort of a working trip because we did fly in on Sunday. We both had right. to work a little bit. Yeah, we didn't want to take vacation for it. So Right, and we have that luxury to work remote and then you know explore the city at night type thing yeah um so i I don't know do we want to talk a little bit about like the whole working atmosphere just kind of dump drive ah, dive straight into the concert let's go into the concert okay let's go i mean yeah let's talk about the music we don't need to talk about okay our work's boring well i guess the work kind of plays some part because one i think it was monday morning we went out because 
Corn was on Tuesday, I believe, right? Let's yeah, yeah, Corn was Tuesday. Yeah. Yeah, Tuesday. And so we had all Monday, Tuesday, and I think we flew out, flew back home on Wednesday. It was yep. like a really quick trip just it out was, there to yeah. see the show. Yep, yep. And I had to work. I think you took a lot more time off this time around than I did. And usually it's reverse. I take a lot more time. You work a lot more. But I know we went out to get lunch, came back. I was sitting in the meeting, and then you're just, like, scrolling through the internet trying to find something to do Monday night for, like, yeah. entertainment. So originally um, there was also um, a distillery that we like um, right. called Mile, Mile High Spirits, I believe. Something like that. Um, and we really wanted to go back there because we went there in 2019. So we were like, oh, we want to go back. And they do, like, infused drinks or infused liquors. So we wanted to go back there. but I fe- So we were going to do that. Monday night after you got off work or once you logged off. And uh, I looked up online and they were closed on Mondays. And I was like, oh, so now we need something to do. So since you were working, I just happened to get on the laptop and typed in things to do today in Denver. And this is literally, I'm not even kidding, the first thing that popped up was a three days grace, three days grace concert. So... I think I texted you because you were working or you were in a meeting, so I couldn't, like, talk to you and asked if we could go. Yeah, and, like, this was our, this would have been our third time seeing Three Days Grace this year. We saw them up people before and then with we saw God's, at Hogsfest. Uh, with yeah, Hogsfest. so at, with Godsmack at Hogsfest in Milwaukee um, at Upheaval. And then, yeah, so we'd seen them, yeah, this year. Yeah. twice already so and a few times before that too so it's like we know what we're getting into we know right. it's like we've seen them live we don't it's not like a bucket list thing but yeah it was like a but we love live music exactly so i think i think that's most i mean i wasn't like oh my god i have to see three days grace while we're here um it's was more like we really 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 enjoy live music well hence why we talk about it all the time but um so for me it was more let's just spend the night doing what we enjoy instead of sitting in a hotel watching TV or ordering takeout or something. Or going out and just spending a lot of money in, at the bar and sitting exactly. there watching sports on, on the TV. And that's probably what we would have ended up doing is walking around, finding something to eat, getting drinks, which is okay. It's fun but sometimes. Was but was the original plan too, right? It, it was. was. Go to the distillery. <laughs> it was. Sit, have a bunch of drinks and then get food and then go back and crash. It is, but I guess – since the one place that we wanted to go wasn't there. Granted, we could have found somewhere else. I'm sure but many people are going to comment on better places to go. <laughs> but but music. Like, go yeah. see the live show. Yeah. See, and I think you thought that I looked for concerts when I mentioned it to you. But I didn't. I literally just typed in things to do in Denver today. It's the number one thing that popped and up. And the number one thing. Obviously, probably from our search history, history, they... Yeah. You know, the algorithm was probably like, you like music, so... Let's do this. Yeah, so this was the Explosion Tour, August 15th, at the Mission Ballroom. Um, opener 0936, and then, I don't think you knew this right away when you saw... I didn't, know When you saw it, but once you, like, you bought the tickets, then you noticed, like, oh, yeah, Wage War is going to be there also. Yeah, it was after we bought the tickets, and I was looking at the... I think I was looking up where the ballroom was to try to figure out how to get there, um, and that's when... I saw that it was wage war and instantly my mood changed from, Oh, let's just go see a concert to, Oh my God, I'm excited now. Um, 
And then you also found the tickets. Like you were, like you said, you were texting me after you looked it up. And I think you texted me and said something like they're $140, $100 I plus. It, um, so it wasn't $100. Uh, well, it might have been after we did all of it, but I think it was going to be $95 or $96 a ticket. Okay. Um, originally. Um, but I think that was through like a secondhand site. Yeah, that seemed really um, high to me. Yeah, when so you saw that. it must have been like almost a hundred. I mean, granted, it would probably almost be two hundred dollars then with service fees or whatever. And so I was like, "Oh, let's hold off or whatever and not do that." Right, and then I went straight to like the Mission Ballroom uh, website mm-hmm. and followed their links, and it brought me right to the forty six fifty for the tickets, which is what we paid. And then another, you know, fourteen eighty for fees, of course. Yeah, so it was over a hundred dollars for the two of us, but yeah, um, definitely not a hundred dollars per ticket like I saw. Yeah, or like I, I mean, it wasn't quite a hundred dollars. It was probably like ninety six or ninety eight or ninety five. So yeah, and I have noticed that too. Like when I search tickets, sometimes when I go to like Ticketmaster, it automatically takes me first, or at least it seems like it takes me first to their um, to their their second hand. Yeah, like the resale. resale. Yeah, yeah. But if you go to like the actual venues website sometimes they'll have like they'll still have them listed and you can get them a lot cheaper yeah I'd, i wish we could figure that out like why i mean maybe those company or like Ticketmaster makes more money off of the resale than they do I mean, they're, the ma- they're double chicken. dipping because they sold the original they, and true. then they get the fee on 100 percent true yep yep so they do want to sell those resale tickets <laughs> yeah and i mean we've done other stuff like that where we get like the balcony vip section or maybe like seated section at some venues but then it's general admission seating that then you can also just walk down the floor yeah so like the floor was listed as sold out but we bought up there at like at like the seating section in the balcony and we're able to walk down so it's kind of you you kind of have to know the venues that allow it and don't allow it but yeah that was very interesting yeah and this particular venue was that way it well sort of right it it had, it had like bleacher type seating all the way around the perimeter. Yeah. So the way I think of it is obviously Red Rocks is the main, you know, like the main um, venue, I guess, that everybody knows in Denver. So I think it was a play on that where they were trying to do um, mm. like not stadiums, like a amphitheater type sta- uh, seating, but that was also their like. Um, back wall sort of thing. I don't even know how to explain that. Right. It was a really cool venue, right? Like, you walk into the door after you get get your pat down and everything, and there's the merch back there. And straight ahead of you was, like, this giant, think of, like, a a U-shaped bar, right? Where you're at the bottom of the U, uh, and the bar just, like, wrapped around this entire U. And you, you could get drinks there if you wanted. Huge bar, like... I don't know, massive. There were, it was. And there was no line. That was so crazy. Right. But, it, I mean, even when it was busy, yeah. I would go back and get another drink. It was, you know, there were probably, I don't know how to, like, the bar where you have the tap handles come up and then it spits out and you have, like, five taps on one little section. You had, like, ten of those spaced out evenly. And then you had two people work in each area. Like, it was just basically, like, ten bars all shoved into one, right. basically. But then once you walked around the other side of that, then you get to, like, the other side of the U and you get down, and that's where those, like, bleacher seatings that you're talking – or those right. stadium seatings that you're right. talking about are. So those were above that where the bar was. 
Right, on the other side, yeah. like behind the bar, yeah. And they went up above, and then also they wrapped around, they continued wrapping around to make this whole, like, uh, basically like an oval, right? Yeah, and on the sides, it looked, so the wraparound part up above, to me, looked like they might have had tables as well. Or like, it was more like a table and then, like, a bench. There were some of those, yeah, that yeah. had, like, the high-top bars that you'd walk up to. Yeah. 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 And then the stage was, obviously... Right in front of that. So, like, you walked into the behind the stage. Yeah. Or, yeah, in front of the stage, but they had that bar in front of it. So, if that bar wasn't there, you'd see the stage right away. Right, right when you walk in, if they didn't have that. But, it, I mean, it was designed very well. Yes. To be able to hold all of that, like, the bar, the seating, everything in that small venue. And everything seemed GA. Just, not like, not just the floor, even the seating. Yeah, we didn't yeah. go up there. I think so. Yeah, we didn't go up. I mean, we normally see shows on the floor but we didn't even go up but it does it did seem like GA so um and it almost seemed like people I mean obviously people know the venue and we've never been there but um to get there early to get like the table seating if you want that or if you want to be right on the I'm gonna say right on the rail but it's right like when you're up at the top looking down if you want to be right there you had to be there pretty early yep and on both sides, if like if you're looking at the stage to the right of you and the left of you up there, there were it seemed like I believe there were two bars up there as well. So you didn't once yeah, you were up so. there, you didn't even have to leave if you didn't right. want to. I wonder if there's bathrooms up there. I would bet, yeah. Yeah, that way you never have to come down. And then like even below that there were two bars on either side. So yep. if you wanted drinks, there's plenty of right. places around to like quickly right. go. Like it was And you can hear the music the whole time, yep. no matter where you are. So some venues like arena venues, like you go up to get drinks, you can hear the music. But it's a little bit different where um, this was, like, you could really hear. Um, I mean, you never had to leave the venue to get a drink or anything. So it was really nice. And then <laughs> I think we had this conversation, too. Like, why is this a, considered a ballroom, this mission <laughs> ballroom? I think you may have asked that question. Yeah. So yeah. when I think of ballroom, I think of, like, the I'm going to say the ballroom, but the big room at Eagles, like, that huge, giant room where, like, I would picture somebody having a ballroom dance, like, back in... The 20s or 30s. Yeah, yeah. Like, um... Like, classical music, like a string string quartet up there playing. Exactly, and then you just have this huge floor with, um, that people dance on. That's what I think of when I hear ballroom. People in these giant-ass gowns, like, swaying back, and yeah, no, I think of the same thing. (laughs) Yeah. But I kind of pointed up when you said that, because there was a disco ball, and I think I said something like, a ballroom is any venue that has a disco ball hanging from the (laughs) middle of it. Uh, which I honestly don't know. I, I hope that's the answer to what makes a ballroom a ballroom is just simply a disco ball. So we can make this a ballroom? Yeah, we can make anything a ballroom with a disco a ball. a disco ball in our living room and yeah, call it a ballroom? Exactly. <laughs> um, but yeah, we're, we're spending a lot of time talking about the, the venue because, I mean, like we said, we like venues and we knew nothing about this place. It was just, let's go see a live show. And honestly, I was pleasantly surprised. This is probably one of my top venues now I think I've ever been to. Yeah, it's a, I mean, for a small venue, it is a great venue. Uh, we've been to a lot of small venues. Um, our previous ep- episode, we talked about um, seeing Avatar in a small venue, and it was like in the basement. So seeing something this well-designed and well-thought-out for concerts is amazing. I mean, Acoustically, too, the sound was great. There was nothing there. We've talked a lot about the yeah. way it looked and how it felt. We haven't said anything about the way it sounded. <laughs> but it did sound good. It yeah. sounds great. Yeah. I bet you could hear the band at the bar. Yeah. I mean, oh, true. <laughs> yeah. But, like, 
I know what you mean. Yeah. Yeah, because sometimes those small venues also don't sound the best. Like, unless you're standing, like, right in front of the stage or right by the speakers or whatever, then you can hear it. But um, we stood on both sides. We stood on stage right and stage left um, at different points in the concert, and it was perfect everywhere. No echoing. Um, no, we didn't go up into the seats or into the um, amphitheater part. Right, right. But, um, down on the floor, everything sounds perfect. If I did have to say one thing about, like, one complaint about the venue is it is sort of out in the middle of nowhere. And there's a lot of development going on currently. So I think give it, you know, a few years, and you're going to have a lot more development, a lot more restaurants, bars, things like that out around that. But right now it's really just sort of in that development phase. Um so but maybe th- there is stuff out there and we just don't know. That could be. Because the next night we basically went out to the same area of Pumas. Yeah. yeah. But it is, I mean, we're saying it's out in the middle of nowhere. We don't know Denver that well. But it was easy to get to. Like, we just took the bus out there. And it was easy to get to. And right. I think Uber might have been okay as well. They had an Uber park um, pickup or Lyft Uber rideshare, I'll say, pickup. Um, that might have been okay. Traffic was pretty heavy, though. After the concert. Traffic was heavy. The metro, or their train stop, I don't know yeah. what they call it, is right out there, too. We yeah. saw a lot of people walk to that. And you're right. We did take the bus out there and back. And apparently, this was in August, right? So apparently this year, in August, the entire month, all public transit was free in Denver. Right. So we took public transit everywhere we went. And it really wasn't that bad to take the transit. It was, we yeah. just Googled what stops to go to, and it took yeah. us right to where it, we needed. I mean, yeah, for... Denver, or for public transit in Denver, it was really easy to get around. So, But, yeah, I mean, Denver is definitely a sprawling. It's not as dense as Chicago is. Right, right. Chicago has its sprawling aspects, too. I guess. It does, yeah. You're at yeah. Reggie's. It's going to take you a long-ass time to get up to the Riviera. Exactly. To see a show. Exactly. Um, but, yeah, uh, you know, the venue in and of itself, not getting into the concert just yet, the venue itself is probably one of my top venues I've ever been to now. Yeah, I I would, you know, you look at this venue for, I mean, if we're passing through Denver, going to be in Denver, just see what's going on while we're there. And, you know, even if it's not a show that we're 100% into, I would be fine going to see something there. Definitely, 100%. Yeah, yeah. I agree. Even if it's just sit in the seats and yeah. enjoy the music. Yeah, definitely. I mean, we'll have to check that out next time. Uh, I'm saying next time. We're going back, I'm sure. We like it. So let's get into the bands a little bit. The first band that was there was 0936. Had you heard of this I had never. Before? No, Same. never heard of them before. Same, never. Um, what were your thoughts? I didn't like it. <laughs> um, I didn't either. <laughs> I didn't want to be so negative right off the bat, but. It, yeah, it. I don't know, I just, there wasn't a whole lot, like, it was sort of a rap metal. Yeah, so they came out rapping. Yes, he Do did, you remember? that's right. Like, so there's no music or any, uh, I don't think there was any music, and they just came out rapping. Yeah, he did come out and just rap, and then the other band members came out. Yeah, and yeah. So, that I thought was cool, that, you know, I have no problem with rapping, I like rap music, um, it's not my go-to music, per se, right? And I know there's some metal bands that use rap. right. Right. Um, into the into their music. This particular one, like I was like, I'm, I'm just not feeling it. It it was two separate things in my mind. It wasn't like, um, 
I'm probably going to say the wrong band, but like Olympus get rapping. Okay. Um, where it like is cohesive. It's like there was rap and then there was music aspects and it was like not cohesive in my mind. This is just my opinion. Yeah. That it didn't cohesively go together. And I guess that's what I was trying to get to, right? Is that it, once the, the band came out and, and started playing, that was sort of the sample or the backing track to the rap. Uh, it's sort of how I felt about it. And yeah, I wasn't, I wasn't the biggest fan of that. Yeah. Where other bands were, the rap is a part of the music in and of itself. It, you're right. It didn't quite feel like that per se. But we're also okay with being at a quote unquote metal concert. I know Three Days Grace isn't like heavy metal or anything. It's just it's laser music again, yeah, right? Laser music, yeah. Um, so metal rock, whatever you want to call it. Uh, but being like we're okay with opening bands not being metal yeah. or like 100 percent metal, or you know we're okay with that. Um, just sometimes we don't have the best opinion about opening bands yeah i mean people were into it it seemed like it seemed like people knew who they were like there were songs that people were singing to and stuff so maybe we're just out of the loop and we don't know who they are maybe they play them on the radio out there or something i don't know so Um, yeah we'll touch on this especially with corn because we have something very similar and i can't remember i did a little bit of research and i can't remember who it was but one of the and i think it might be the the opener for corn but they got they went viral with like a TikTok video or something. Oh, okay. A few years ago or a year ago. And we don't so. go on TikTok. Right. And then that's how they got their start. I think it's from, I think it's with the corn. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, 0936 just wasn't our cup of tea. We weren't like really feeling it. But right. it, it was cool to see them. They had a lot of energy. They they put on a decent show. Just the music itself was like one of those things. I'm like, uh, I don't need to listen to this. Right, right. And they seemed to, I mean, they did say, that I think it was their first time playing in Denver. Um, <laughs> yeah, I remember cause that. Like, and they were saying like, oh, it's so hard to sing and move and, you know, like because of the al- altitude or whatever. Um, which later on during Wage War, I really noticed it's hard to sing when you're not used to the altitude. I mean, we live in Chicago. That's not. It's flat. It's flat. Yeah, there's no hills. There's no nothing. So. Um, but yeah, so that's something I remember that he mentioned a lot, but, um, they did have really good energy. I mean, that is something, yes. um, he, um, they all like enjoyed exact like everything that they were doing and they put on a good performance. Um, just, yeah, the music wasn't our cup of tea, right? which is fine. I mean, exactly. Um, all right. So I think that's enough about zero nine three six that. Let's go ahead and move on to Wage War. Yeah. Um, our second time seeing this year, our second time total, right? Yep, yep. So we found out about Wage War um, at Hogfest with Godsmack, where we also saw Three Days Grace before. Um, they were one of the opening bands. I think there was five bands that night, and they were like the second opener. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I think so. So they didn't play very long the first time, but I remember, I think it was the second song they played um, – I can't even think of what song it was, but I like immediately was like, I like this band. I like their music. At Hogsfest. At Hogsfest, yeah. So, like Brian mentioned earlier, when earlier in the day when we looked at when I looked up the venue and saw that it was Wage War with them, I got super excited because I was so happy to see them again. I think even when we saw them at Hogsfest, I um, told you I was like, I am so 
Like, I can't wait for them to headline their own show. Like, I will go to that. Like, they put on a really good performance. I like their music. Um, they have big drops. They have melodic parts. It's the best of everything. Yeah, and as you said, they're, like, one of your top three favorite bands yeah. right now. I probably listen to them the most, um, honestly. Because I listen, like, when I'm going to work, when I have to go to the office, I will listen to them. They're, like, my, okay, I'm going to do this sort of <laughs> thing, music. Got to get pumped up type <laughs> Yeah. And then on the way home, I listen to the Lamb of God to kind of be like, oh, my God, I can't believe I just spent the whole day in the office. <laughs> but, yeah, so they're my, um, yeah, go-to morning listen-to on Spotify. So, And I was so excited that they um, got a longer set this time. So there was, so, like, I mean, two songs I think I had never even heard, like, playing on Spotify even. I mean, I just normally play, like, just their regular catalog. I don't go to, like, a certain album or anything. But I was happy to hear the songs that we had already heard and that we have on our playlist already. Yeah, so we think we added like six or so songs to the Spotify playlist this time around for them. We added seven, actually. Oh, well, There's seven right. new songs, yeah. So, and I was mentioning that there was a couple that I had never heard because I just don't get to them on Spotify and I don't really look at, um, I don't go to specific albums. Um, one of them I know is Prison. I'd, I had never heard that one. Um, True Colors, I'd never heard. Um, and I think Death Roll, I had never ho- heard. So it was kind of fun to, you know, hear some songs I've never heard and ha- hear them live. Um, but, yeah, I enjoyed the whole thing. <laughs> so Yeah, I mean, I mean, I've listened to them a few times on Spotify. I think they put on a better live show yeah. than their albums are, personally. Yeah. Their, what I've listened to seems very soft and... It's not soft, but it seems softer. Yeah, so you've mentioned that, that um, the live show is heavier than um, what their mix, is, or what, um, yeah, how do you say that? Like, when the they make mi- their al- album, yeah. like, how they mix everything together for their album, it and is quieter, or softer. Yeah, and maybe that's just the energy they bring when they yeah. perform. 100%, yeah, yeah. And they have a lot of energy. And it's yeah. It, they put on a hell of a show. I love watching their shows. They're great. The right. two times we've seen them, right? Yeah. And the shows are great. The music itself, like I said, just seems softer when you listen to it. You're like by my when I listen to it by myself. But yeah, it's their live shows are amazing to see. Yeah. Did you pick up this time that there's two singers? Yeah, I did pick that okay. up. Um, or just because I told you beforehand. I don't. I can't remember you telling me, but I remember we talked about it before going doing that because I was trying to take photos. And this is my one complaint with this performance with them is we've seen a show earlier this year where they had a bunch of lights behind and they just blared in front of the audience and all you could, all you could see is like a silhouette and right. not, not see the band. This time around, Wage War was the same way in my opinion. There was a lot of light from behind the band shining into the crowd and they made for some really cool, I mean, it, they had some really cool light, lighting. It wasn't like the, I think it was the interrupters we saw with uh, Flogging Molly. Yeah. Where they just used, like, white light and shine that and blared it. That was horrible, though. Yeah, we had to leave that. Was that was, like, spotlights. Yeah. Yeah. And this was the same thing, in my opinion, to some extent, but it was reds and blues and purples and yellows, right? And it was really cool. They didn't just, like, shoot straight at you. They were moving around a bit. But it made it really hard to see the band, in my opinion, and I didn't like that. I don't know what you thought. If I you guess felt the same way. I didn't notice it until you showed me the pictures later and I was like oh I didn't notice that you couldn't really see them um 
but yeah, I I do remember it being a little darker just because it's like a shadow, like the yeah. um the performers are like a shadow, like a silhouette, yeah, yeah. yeah. or a silhouette, yeah. Um, but it didn't bother me while they were playing at all. Um, yeah, I mean, I don't know. That was my that's really my only complaint with the performances. Like, God damn it, I can't see you. I want to see you. Right, right. Like, let's, uh, yeah, I, I wasn't the biggest fan of that. Yeah. But other than that, amazing show, amazing performance, amazing energy all around. They were they were awesome. Yeah. The only complaint I had um, during Wage War, and I, I mean, I get over this quickly later, but um, the 0936 performer, um, singer, came out and, Oh, right. Sang, I forgot about that. Um, they sang during Ma- Manic. And I love, Ma- I mean, Manic has some deep drops and good lyrics and everything. And I, I was kind of upset that that happened because um, I really want, I don't know, I just wanted to hear it live again. Yeah. We heard it live, obviously, once, but I wanted to hear it live again. And it just kind of ruined it for a split second for me. So. Yeah, I forgot he came out and they did that little. Um I don't want to call it a duet, but it is like a duet. Like yeah. They came out and did it together. They sing, um, so uh, he sang one uh, chorus line, or not chorus, um, one, what are those called? Verse? One verse. Uh, he came out and sang one verse of um, Manic. Um, and that was, I mean, and then duet kind of sang um, the... The chorus. The chorus, yeah. But, that, I mean, looking back, it's no big deal. Just at that split second, I was disappointed. Yeah, and in all honesty, I, I enjoyed that. I, I like when they bring out other artists to come out and sing songs. Um, we've seen it a couple times. It doesn't happen often. No, so when it right. does happen, it's like a special moment. It's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. This is either like a once-in-a-lifetime or only on this tour type thing. Why not ever see these two performers again on stage together singing one song? Yeah. Um, and it's kind of cool for, like, to play homage or whatever to the opener or whatever to have somebody come out or have them come out and play with them or whatever. I mean, yeah. it is cool. Like I said, it was just a split second that I was not happy about it. And possibly if it was a different song, I would have not cared at all. But Fair, yeah. I really wanted to hear Manic live again, and it just split second ruined it for me. <laughs> No, and, and I think that's a good, like, you, you can, I, I think that's a fair feeling to have, right? It's like, oh, this is my favorite song. I want to hear you sing it. Oh, I don't want to hear somebody else come out and sing your song type yeah, thing. Yeah. So I think, I think people feel that way sometimes about covers. Like if a band oh, yeah. will cover a particular song at a concert, they get upset. Um, we don't really feel that way very often. Personally, um, I love covers. Covers are yeah. like some of my favorite things. Yeah, um, I just know some people do. They're like, oh, they should leave that to whoever the original performer was and don't cover it. But I mean, yeah, for sure. Like <laughs> um, Miley Cyrus, right. Covering Metallica at that yeah. point, you're like, what the fuck is she doing? Why right. is she covering this? Um, and then, you know, metal artists cover non-metal songs like Disturbed does this all the time. They take like 80 pop songs right. and make a cover of that. Right. I, and potentially do it better than the original. Are we biased? I mean, you, to you, yeah, sure, they do it better. To, you know, uh, Simon and Garfunkel fan, no, this is bullshit, yeah. potentially. Yeah. So, I mean, it goes both ways, but personally, I fucking love covers. Yeah. I'm, a, I'm a huge fan but of them. But then you have the opposite where it's like, 
I love Enter Sandman done by Ghost. Right. Like, that to me was really great. So, yeah. yeah. I mean, I guess, but like you said, Miley Cyrus, eh, we could skip that one. I, it I, comes on. But I also enjoy that one. Do so. you enjoy it now? I do. You I, didn't enjoy it the first time you listened to it. It took a while to get over her horse-like voice to, like, enjoy this, but the musicianship in the back of it, Elton John and yeah. Yo-Yo Ma, like, it's, they're great musicians back there also. And her voice, even though it's like a, you know, a horse and whatnot, it does sound okay with that composition. Maybe I, I just need to listen to it some more. It, I normally skip it. It took some time to grow on me, for sure. Yeah. It's definitely not my favorite version of Nothing Else Matters on the blacklist, but that whole album I love. Yeah. In general. Yeah. yeah. But, I mean, this wasn't really a cover. It's just a yeah. singing yeah. one verse. Yeah. So. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I can't wait for Wage War to tour more. I will be jumping on. Those tickets, I'm sure, will travel somewhere to see them if they don't come to Chicago. If they come to Chicago, we'll be seeing them here. If they come around Chicago, we might go somewhere else as well. So, Definitely. And I then, mean, are you okay seeing them multiple times? No, yeah, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Like, I'll see them again. It was a great time. Like I said, they put on a great show, so love to see it again. Yeah. Okay, now the headliner. So, yeah, before we get in there, oh, there's okay. a couple things I wanted uh, okay. to bring up. Sorry. Um, one... In between Wage War and Three Days Grace, and I think even between 0936 and Wage War, I noticed on the, like, usually they bring up the house lights so they can tear down, you know, the set, start getting things ready for the next set. So they're putting music over top of that. And I think it was during 0936, but definitely during Wage War, or but in between. They played a lot of Rammstein, which is yeah. not... I'm not very familiar with that. Like many, like I'm familiar with Rammstein, right? But not a lot of Rammstein in between. Right. So I think the first time they played what we're going to call laser music, like they played System of a Down. Um, that's the only one I remember. Um, they did play Duhas during uh, between nine or zero uh, nine three six and Wage War. I remember System of a Down. Um, I'm trying to think of what else, but th- only one Rammstein, and it was only Duhas. Yep. Yep. Um. The thing I noticed during Du Hast was everybody was singing to all the other songs. And then when Du Hast came on, there was only a few people singing. Oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. Which okay. was kind of crazy. I mean, to me, it's crazy because. That's like the one Rammstein song everyone knows. Everybody knows. I mean, even non-fans, like you say Rammstein and they're like, oh, Du Hast. Yeah. Like, it's the only song they I mean, know. Yeah. It was played on Gilmore Girls. Was it? Yeah. Oh. I'll play it for you. No, that's fine. <laughs> Um, but then, yeah, in between Wage War and uh, Three Days Grace, they played a lot more. They did. Like, the whole album, you said, right? I'm, I'm pretty sure it was almost, if I remember correctly, like, the entire Mooder album, like, straight to finish. Yeah. But they, like, stopped in the middle and they played one song. I can't remember what that Ghost. one song was. Was it Ghost? Yeah. I don't remember what song it Ghost, but it was Ghost. Okay. Cause the, so, and the only reason I remember that is because you were wearing um, the Hunter's Moon, Hunter's Moon. Um, Ghost shirt, and a guy came up and talk to you about ghosts and he had never seen them, but he wants to see them. We had that whole conversation. Um, and then the very next song was a ghost song. Okay. Um, I just can't remember what it was. And I wanted to be like, Oh, we just talked about ghosts. Now they're playing ghosts. Um, but then they went straight back to the album, right back, right into the album yeah. and kept playing it, which was really cool. I love that album. I love Rammstein. So that was great to see. It was just odd to see a 
hear Rammstein in between the sets. Right. It doesn't w- really happen that often. So I wonder how they do it. Like, I don't know how venues do it. Like, maybe they set up their Spotify account or somebody's random Spotify account, and they thought that they had it on shuffle, and it wasn't. And then they did what we do sometimes, where you try to put it on shuffle, and it plays one song, and it goes right back to what you were playing. So, possibly. Yeah. And, and yeah, but, like, yeah, maybe. But I we enjoyed know. it. <laughs> Yeah. So it doesn't matter. But it was weird also to have just like one album. just re- Right. That's why I'm wondering if the whole shuffle thing just messed yeah. up. Because usually it is a mix it. of a lot of bands, not more than one song. Um, yeah. But it was cool to see. Yeah. I do like when venues play the style of music that you're there to see, though. And not necessarily playing like, um, I don't know, like country music when you're there for a metal show or something. We've had that before. I, I agree. I like when they play the style of music you're there to see, but it does make me smile when, like, in between, all of a sudden here comes, like, this country song or this <laughs> pop song, and it, I just, like, smile and look around because you can see people get fucking pissed, and I'm like, I, I don't like this, but at the same time, I'm I'm really enjoying your anger <laughs> and how frustrated you are at that. Yeah, and if it's 90 country, 90s country, I know the songs, so I'll probably sing along, but... Yeah, um... The other thing I noticed, or the other thing that was really cool to see, this venue has, um, when you bought a beer, you got like a really, really thick cup, plastic cup. And all around the venue, they had little return slots for these plastic cups. So clearly they're like recycled cups. You throw the cup in there, they wash them, they probably reuse them for the next thing. Really cool to see. Like, you know. Yeah. Awesome. Waste control and all that fun shit. But there was a giant circle of people in between. Oh the yeah, acts. I forgot about this. This was between Wage Four and Three Days Grace. Yes, yes. Yep. Yeah. They took one of those empty glasses, and were playing like flippy cup, but with their foot. And so like, one person would go and stomp on the edge. The goal was to flip it up and to make it land on its face. But whoever got the cup closest to them would go and do it again. And like every now, like I watched it for a few minutes. It was fun to watch. Turn away, talk to you, talk to other people, look at the stage, look around. And all of a sudden you'd hear that same group cheer all at once. <laughs> it's like, oh, somebody got the cup. Um, that was that was a unique thing I'd never seen outside of that venue. That was awesome to see. Like the little, you know, every venue usually kind of has its own little traditions and things that happen at that venue because yeah. of the way it's set up, what they offer, you know, stuff like that. Um, and it was just cool to see that at that venue. Yeah, yeah. I did um, notice also, and maybe it's just Denver people being friendly, but um, between Wage War and Three Days Grace, we had quite a few people talk to us, like maybe yeah. like four or five, um, which is great. I mean, just being friendly, yeah. Um, mostly about your shirt, yeah. But you know, cool. <laughs> no, yeah, it was. I could probably wear a ghost shirt and get zero <laughs> compliments, and you wear it and you get five in one night. I don't know. Yeah, it was, it was fun. I yeah. mean. I mean, it's a good conversation thing. Oh, yeah, for sure. Um, generally, it is your band shirt or whatever that um, people talk about. But It's a good way yeah. of conversation starter. Yeah, right? yeah. Definitely. I mean, Ghost is really popular out in Denver, I guess. But yeah, um, we had a lot of people talk to us about Ghost in separate situations. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because yeah, so even on the bus out there, yep. the guy was like, Ghost, I want to see them. Yeah, yeah. So, um, Ghost, if you're listening. <laughs> go to Denver. Go to Denver. You'll sell out probably. <laughs> Um, so yeah, that was in between Wage War and Three Days Case. So let's go ahead and dive into Three Days Case. Yeah, Grace. yeah. So, uh, like mentioned before, this third time we've seen them this year. Um, 
And honestly, it was probably almost the same show that we saw three times. Did we add anything new? I don't think we, we didn't. did. To the no, we never had to add anything new because we had heard everything. Right. So we saw them the first time at Hogsfest. Hogsfest with Godsmack. Saw them at Upheaval. Yep. I think we added one song. Yeah. What? Well, um. At Upheaval, we did. Let me. Um. Or was it? I think it may have been like two or three actually. There was a couple at um, Upheaval. Um. Oh, quite a bit. Quite a bit actually. Uh, break. Time of dying. Um, neurotic. Uh, the High Road, World So Cold, Just Like You, Lifetime. Yeah, those are the songs uh, that we added from before to Upheaval. So they did, But they played for a long time at Upheaval. Yeah, they did. Um, and they played for a long time um, in Denver, too. Yeah. Um, like almost two hours, almost. Yeah, it was a little bit. Yeah. yeah, but they talked a lot, too. So They did. I don't know. We'll have to look at the tour dates, but I think this was either toward the end of this leg of the tour. Um, Possibly, yeah. They seem like they're just having a good time enjoying it. Uh, maybe a little drunk <laughs> at times. <laughs> um, one cool thing that they did that um, that I, I, I'd never seen in one of their shows, but once again, this is their first headlining show we've seen, um, that they all came up and did acoustic songs. Like they did a bunch of acoustic right, right. We had never seen that versions before. of their songs. Yeah. Um, so that was really cool to see. Yeah, and that was different. I mean, it is different than what we've seen before. Um, even when they played with um, Disturbed in 2019, I don't remember them doing an acoustic part. So it was really cool. Something different that we haven't seen yet. Yeah, and there was a fan interaction thing where they brought a couple fans up, right? Yeah, so um, during Just Like You, okay. um, they had two uh, fans come up. One actually knew the words. One, I think, was just pretty. So they had her come up on the stage but she did not know the words at all <laughs> it was kind of funny um but yeah that was i mean it's cool for fans to be able to do that to go up and sing with your band yeah. or like we talked about before like uh green day does it yep um so um it's, it is cool to um have those interactions with your fans and um somebody gets to go up on stage and sing and it's cool and it's a good song to do it just like yeah, you yeah <laughs> Um, I don't know anything else about this particular set. So I realized, um, Grina, we didn't stand like in the middle for three days grace. We kind of stood near the back, uh, back in a way. Um, yeah. so not. I mean, we were in the crowd, but not like in the middle of the crowd like we normally are for GA shows. Um, and I noticed how many people are dancing. I've never noticed that before. But then again, like when you're in the crowd, you can't really dance that much yeah especially toward the back you can definitely move around a little bit yeah more. yeah and i think i realized that oh three days grace music is kind of like dancey or you know like yeah poppy in a way um did did wage war come out and do a performance with yes. Three Days grace also yeah yeah i don't remember what song they came out um but the singer of wage war did come out and um play with uh corn or i'm sorry uh the singer of Wage War did come out and play with Three, Three Days Grace. Um, so I think that also kind of settled my mind about the manic situation where I was like, oh, okay, it's, you know, like this is what they're doing on their tour. It's cool to kind of like, like I said, play homage to the band in front of you, you know, to say thank you or, you know, like just to bring them in or whatever. So, um, again, it was just a split second thing <laughs> that I didn't like about manic. No, yeah, um, I 
Yeah, it was just kind of cool to see that pattern, right? Yeah. Like, the opener, then the second band brings out the opener to sing with, and then the closer brings out the band before them, the middle act, to do that. So, yeah, I I couldn't remember if they did that or not, and that sort of followed that pattern, but that was kind of cool to see. Yeah, yeah. I think I even kind of tapped you, like, hey, like, he's out there, like, singing with them or whatever. So I was like, okay, like, this is just something they're doing, so. Yeah, and I kind of don't remember that because I was a bit done by that point, <laughs> I think. I was just like... You were over Three Days Grace music? I was. It's like, we've seen we've seen them twice already this year. It's fun to go out and see them, but at the same time, it's like, all right, now I'm bored. Like, yeah. And I don't know. It. I don't know. I wasn't bored. I mean, I like their music. I wasn't bored. Yeah. It's fun to sing along. Yeah, fair. Like I said, um, kind of dancey. Yeah. Like, we don't dance, but, <laughs> you know kind of fun to um play or whatever but i think i was um towards the end i don't know what song it was but um i did start looking at my watch a lot but that's because we were taking public transit and i think we had one bus that we could have made before leaving so i was kind of like yeah i remember telling you like oh we need to leave in 10 minutes otherwise we're gonna miss that bus but um it got over like right then anyways so yeah and then the traffic backed up the bus so we had plenty of time to get to it yeah i mean i mean at the moment i was definitely bored and over it and kind of done um maybe had one beer too many and that <laughs> kind of helped my my opinion on like all right i don't want to i'm kind of done with this i want something different um and we have been getting into more heavier music yeah where three days grace is a little yeah I don't want to say poppy. That's the wrong word, but no, it's, it's more melodic. More the not radio melodic. music. Radio, right? yeah, like yeah. Laser music type thing. It's radio friendly. It's it's easily consumed and, you know, yeah, people like it. And yeah. it's not bad music at all. It's good music. I enjoy it. But, you know, I also want heavier stuff sometimes. A lot of times I do. Yeah. So, you know, Three Days Grace isn't what I'm seeking out most of the time. But every now and then it's a good palate cleanser type thing to... Yeah, to, to the next thing. listen one or two songs in there. So yep. yeah, so I mean, overall thoughts. What were you? What were your thoughts? I really, I mean, thinking that we had no time to be excited for this concert or no time to like research much about it, I was very pleased. I was pleased with the venue. Um, again, like I said, if we go back to Denver, I'll probably be looking to see what they have around the time that we're there, um, and then the bands. Even though we didn't really care for uh, zero nine three six, um, they p- did have a great energy, um, which d- does bring um, the energy for the next band, and then the headliner as well. So um, possibly, I mean, Wageboard played with them with at Hogsfest, um, but possibly that's a little bit heavier than like Three Days Grace music, um, but it does bring good energy for the headliner as well. So I think they had a good progression there as well. Yeah, no, agreed, hundred percent. The like I said, venue, one of my top venues now, ever. I think it's an amazing place to see a show. Um, overall, show was was a lot of fun. I had a great time there. Looking back, like I said, toward the end of Three Days Grace, I was sort of like I'm done with this. But looking back, it was like actually, even when I thought I was done and bored and didn't want to be here, I. I don't think I wanted to be anywhere else, honestly. It was a lot yeah, of fun. Yeah. Um, we do just love to see live music, so I think that really really made it a better night than 
what we probably would have ended up doing, which is sitting on the couch in the room, yeah, watching TV. And and as you said, like it was that day we found the show and right. went. So it's like last minute. Sure, this is this is this is great. I'd rather do this than sit at the bar, or sit at our room type. Yeah, I I mean I even enjoy this better than our original plans of going to uh, Mile High Spirits. So yeah. So, I mean, yeah, that was Three Days Grace, the the extra show that we weren't expecting to see. And the primary reason, like I said, we went to Denver was to see Corn. Yeah. And that was the very next day. Yes. Yeah. So, um, on Tuesday, August 16th, we uh, saw Corn and Evanescence. And it was just their 2022 summer tour. I think, yeah, that's the title. Like, there wasn't like, really a name to it. Yeah, like the co-headlining yeah. summer 2022 tour. Yep, yep. So uh, going into it, uh, or it was at the Ball Arena. I think we mentioned that earlier in the podcast, but um, previously known at, or previously uh, the Pepsi Center. Um, and the opener openers were uh, Jarris Johnson and Evanescence. Yeah, it's Jarris Johnson, definitely an opener. Evanescence, also not the last band to go on, but right. also kind of in headliner. the title of the... Yeah. Tour. So it's like it was like a dual headlining with one opener. Right. Yeah. So it's kind of weird. I don't know how that works. Um, I feel like we've seen a couple of these. Like we saw Lamb of God and Megadeth. They were almost the same way, where they're right. both head. I mean, it's their tour, but it's separate. Right. But who's at the top of the bill is like the headliner. Right. So it's right. It is weird. I mean, in this context, I would consider Evanescence an opener, but it's really weird to me that like, like I said co-headliner but who's really the headliner right yeah um the price was 79.50 79.50 with 21.90 in fees probably because it's a live nation concert so they have to tack on yeah all of their fees no who we got three days case from i think that was like the axis axis or whatever yeah that vendor the that i'm gonna say vendor but like um distribution or ticket agents whatever yeah ticket agent yeah probably um and we use them for like the radius or something like nearby we have used them before yeah yeah um so this is the second time we've been to ball arena um what were your thoughts this time on the venue because i feel like well I, i didn't remember it too much yeah but before we get too deep into the actual show, why don't we talk about our pre-show traditions that we normally do, which there's probably a reason we skipped right over this. Oh, yeah. I forgot. <laughs> One of the reasons we went to Denver right. was to go to the Kumas that was out there. Right. So this was um, a trip because I would look up Kumas to see when it was open. This was well, I looked this up on Monday as well because I was like, oh, well, we could just go to Kumas on Monday or Monday instead of... Um, on Tuesday, you know, just it's the still day before. Monday still before the concert. Yeah. And the thing is, we yeah. go to Kumas before the concert. Yeah. So um, when I looked it up on Monday, it said that they were closed on Monday. And I was like, okay, well, they're just closed on Mondays. It makes sense. Sometimes restaurants are closed on Mondays because it's their least busy day. You know, give their workers a break and everything. Um, so then when I looked on Tuesday to see when they opened... Because I was getting conflicting times. Sometimes it said 11.15. Sometimes it said 4 o'clock. So I was like, okay, let's see what time it's open. And per their website, they were open at 11.15. So I was like, cool, they're open. 
when I looked up directions to get there on using transit, it said closed. Like permanently closed. Permanently closed. Not just closed, yeah. Permanently closed. So we get on the bus. Luckily, the same bus that we took to go to Mission Ballroom, so we knew what we were doing this time. Um, And went out there and walked and found Kuma's Corner. And sure enough, it was closed. Like... Like, just closed. Right, yeah. Like, we... We've been in this area before. The last time we were in Denver, um, there's a hotel with a brewery, New Belgian. I think that's the New Belgian Brewery, uh, Fat Tire, who has like a rooftop bar and great, great view of the city. And there's also another brewery like across the street from there, not too far from there that we've been to. I can't remember the name of that one. So we've been to this area before. And when we came this time, it was in that almost exact same area. I think that second brewery we went to was was, on the corner. Yep, just down the street, yeah. So we walked down, see that brewery, and like, all right, well, we don't know if it's permanently closed yet. It might be, it might not. If we do, we have backups. We can go to this brewery. I can't remember if they have food. They might not. They might, who knows. But there's also that roof deck bar we can go to. And we walk up, and the first thing I notice is this awesome mural on the side of the building. And right. Kumas yeah. has some really cool murals and some really, really great art. Like, not only do they usually have, like, concert posters hanging on the wall, they have, like, small local artists sometimes post or hang stuff from their walls. Yeah, Kumas 666 on diversity, before it closed, they had great art Yeah, that was locally done. So Yeah, so, I mean, they all have, like, great art on them, and we'd love to see it. And, the, like, we saw this mural. It's like, oh, my God, this is awesome. I like this mural. This is cool. It's their final Kumas on the list. Great mural, starting off to great, like a grid start. And they had like an outside area where there were like no tables, no chairs. Well, there's tables. Were so there tables? Ta- yeah, so the tables were chained up. Like okay. they just closed or whatever. Um, but you could kind of tell that they hadn't been used in a few days. But they were still outside chained up. And I mean, to some extent, right? Like we got there Sunday and it started raining Sunday yeah. night, all day Monday, and also some of Tuesday, I think. All I mean, it was still raining Tuesday night. Was so it? It rained all, all night. Right. Yeah, all day. So it makes sense, like, why the nobody's sitting outside. Because right. nobody wants to sit in the rain. Right. I don't think it was raining at that moment. But, yeah, like, they're not going to open up outdoor seating if it's potential to rain. Right. Because then they have to find seats for all those people inside. Right. So then we walk around to the front, just right in front of the front. And, and you can kind of tell that the lights are yeah. off. Yeah. Like, right when you walk by the outdoor seating, I could tell that there was um, a stool, like, um, the stools on top of the tables. And I was like, uh, oh. <laughs> I yeah. think I even said, like, uh, oh. And then we didn't find the front door finally. Yeah. And yep, there's that, like, giant padlock on the front door. Right. But there's no sign or anything saying, sorry, we closed. Yeah. It's just, you could tell that they're closed. So I think they are permanently closed. Um, they just didn't update the Kuma's Corner website because it still says that they're open. Um, but then we were talking about, like, on our way to the other hotel to eat where we actually got some food. Um, I think I even said, like, oh, maybe this is why Denver wasn't listed when we were at uh, Kuma's West Loop. And they had, like, all of them listed on one of their chalkboards. And they didn't have Kuma's Denver listed. So maybe it was closed for a little bit longer. Yeah, it's just, it, I don't know, it was a little bit disappointing because it was the last one on the list that we had to get before we knocked all of them off until they opened a new one. Um even, you know, Kuma 666, Kuma's 2. 
um, we'd we'd been to, and that's no longer a thing. So it would have been cool, to like, oh, we went to Denver too, type of thing. Right, right, but, yeah, yeah. Oh well. I mean, luckily we got uh, the village. What, what's that town? We always forget the town. Yeah, there's some suburb north yeah, here that it, had one, and it permanently closed. So at least we got that one before it closed. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, so yeah, that was the hope was to go to that last Coombs before seeing corn. Yeah, um, yeah. We were, I mean, that was one of the things we were excited for to do with, on this trip. Not only to see the corn, right? But that. Um, I mean, I might have been more excited to go to Kumas than yeah. go to the concert just to f- check it off the list, like check that box. But back to your original question, the venue. Yeah. I yeah. I remember the venue about the same. Oh, I mean, do you? Yeah. I don't remember much about it. I remember, you know, we went there to see Slipknot. Um, I think we got the VIP tickets because that's how you had to get floor access or something like that. Yeah, I think so. Because um, yeah. otherwise you had, like, a seat. So you had to get, like, the, the VIP package came with, This know, is the Slipknot in 2019. The, yeah, 2019. Yeah. So I remember going up those. We didn't this time. We went up them a few times, but not initially. But those stairs, I guess it's the front, but it's a giant oval, so what's really a front? Yeah. But you go up, like, those giant escalators going up, and then they had merch right there, and then you walk around, and then you can go down to your seat or up from your seat. Yeah, and they have, there. like, all their vendors and yeah. beer and everything up there, yeah. It's, like, your 100-level type right. access. Right, right. Um, so this time when we went in, though, we went in, another door we didn't go in the front we went on like a side door yeah because it had started to rain i think yeah and we wanted to get out of the rain we weren't sure if we can get in they're like sure you can come in same thing though like they yeah. don't care how you get in as long as you're in right right but then the you even said that we had um ga ga and she's like yeah yeah you can come in here and i guess it was a little bit frustrating that there was no explanation that hey yeah you can come in this door but you have to go up the escalator back down the escalator and go through another door to get to the GA spot. Because you had to go get your wristband. Right. So we were not explained that when we went in, which maybe those workers didn't know. I don't know. But we tried to go down and... Um, do you remember that? Like we went down and... So I remember that, but I remember... <laughs> I think it was when we walked up to that lady to, to get in. I think it said non-GA. It did. Yeah. That door so said like, non-GA. Because we walked up we're like, we're GA. How do we get in? And she's like, oh, just come through here. Right. So, right. That's what it was. Yeah. And there was just no explanation of, oh, you can come in here, but. Yeah. Because I think we, like, we walked all the way down to the GA area to, like, show our tickets to get on yeah. the floor. And then she's like, because the other band had already started by this time. Right. Right. So, I, like, lean in. She had a whisk, like, yell in my ear. Sound like a whisper. But, like, yell and be like, you have to go back up these. Go down the hall. Go down the escalator. Go through this door. Once you get through that door, you're going to come out just on the other side of me over here. Yeah. And so I, we did that, got our wristbands, and came back in. Yeah. And all of that could have been avoided by the first person saying, oh, yeah. you have to go down to this hallway or yeah. whatever. You or can come in here, but make sure you go over here to get your wristbands. Exactly. Exactly. Yep. Yeah. Because I understand they can't have wristbands everywhere. Mm, I understand yeah. that. Because um, then you could potentially get somebody without GA that gets a wristband, but... Um, yeah, but uh, I mean, for the venue, for me, I do remember the escalator part and then the vendors on the outside. I remember that part. Um, the part that I didn't realize is when we were on the floor, like how many rows there are, like of seats or like how many layers there are of Mm. seats. 
for Slipknot, I don't remember that. We were really close to the stage for Slipknot, I remember. Um, and maybe I just didn't look around that much, but I thought it was a much smaller venue than what it is. I mean, it, it definitely feels smaller than it should be because it is a major sports arena. Like, right. they have two professional teams that play there. Um, so when we first got in there, I was like, oh, my God, this is tiny. Um, but maybe that's just the normal size. Yeah, it's almost like Allstate, I, th- I think. See, I think it's a little bigger than Allstate, but oh, not by so? much. Yeah, I think they have like a third row that Allstate doesn't. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, or a little bit longer type thing. Um, but I do remember looking up and seeing all the rows because, as I said earlier, a friend of mine is a big Avalanche fan. So I, mem- I remember taking a photo and sending, uh, and Patrick Wara, whatever, I can't pronounce his name, is his favorite player. So he has his number retired. I took a picture of that and sent it to him both times I have now. Um, so I do remember looking up and seeing all of those seats. The thing I, the thing that I'm questioning now is in between, I think, uh, Jared Johnson and Evanescence, we went up to that main, like, mezzanine level, yep. our concourse level, yeah. and walked all the way around the oval, like, once or twice. Um, and I think for Slipknot, I don't know if we were able to walk all the way around or if you were stopped and had to go back, but this time we got all the way around. Yeah, I feel like we did get stopped, like, right on the edge, like, before you walk all the way around, so. Yeah. And I don't know the reason. And maybe it wasn't that way, and we just went up and down, because we didn't really walk that much. Yeah, but that could be, Yeah, too. I remember having, now that you said that, like, I remember them having it, like, roped off or whatever for Slipknot. Yeah, I felt like that, too. And it could just be, like, a stage setup thing, or, yeah. like, I, I'm not sure, staffing or something along those lines, I don't know. Yeah. But otherwise, yeah, the venue was kind of how I remember it's. It's a stadium. Nothing special, nothing great, nothing horrible. It is what it is type thing. Yeah. Um, so what about Jairus Johnson then? Another, uh, you're okay, but not something that I needed to see. Yeah, another rap metal, rap rock type band. Yeah, rap rock, I would say, not metal. I would say it was more rock. Um, just from the guitar riffs and everything, it's more rocky than metal. Well, I mean, so I remember Jairus Johnson being a little bit different than 0936, and maybe this is where I was trying to get the two confused, and they're so very similar that it's easy in my head to confuse, in my mind anyway. Yeah, I guess they were, yeah. But if I remember right, Jairus Johnson used more samples. So, like, they would play... (gasps) Right. They would play more, like, um, they would do, like, Rain and Blood, Mm -hmm. and then do that at the beginning, then do their... They're rapping and then transition yeah. in their own stuff potentially. I can't yeah. remember. Yeah, I remember that because they would like, and they actually play the like actual song. Yep, yep. And then they like transition into their song. I, I remember that. Yeah. And I think it's Jared Johnson who was like the guy who made it really big on TikTok or Twitter or something. It makes sense that he was social media because he did say, like, oh, I'm going to gain 10,000 more followers because all of you are going to follow me right now. Like, that was a big thing for yeah. him. He did, he did yeah. mention the like, what I want you to do, I want you to do two things right now. One, go on Instagram, follow me now. Two, like, get a circle pick going or something along yeah, those lines. Yeah, yeah, the, the The thing that rubbed me the wrong way with him is there's one part, I'm pretty sure it was him. There's one part where he's like, I am the future of rock and roll, and then, like, went off on his, I don't know if that's a song title or what, but it's like, you're an opener, like a pretty young opener 
you might be very popular and big right now. It's kind of, I don't want to say shitty, but it's like you're self-proclaiming yourself as the the next, like the biggest thing in rock and roll or the next big thing in rock and roll. And it's like, mm, honestly, I don't, I don't think you are. You're <laughs> very far from that. Not from this genre, right. at least. So like, cool, you have yourself an ego, but you're not that good. Sorry. Like, you're fine. And like that moment, like rubbed me the wrong way. And I was like, uh, just get off the stage, please. <laughs> yeah, the thing that rubbed me the wrong way is every single song had a track playing. So it was like him, a guitarist, and a drum player, or yeah. a um, person playing the drums. And there was a track playing that enti- every single song. Oh, there was, And you could right. hear like a bass playing in the track, and then also you can hear other singers in the track. And that just, it, it, that's what rubbed me the wrong way. Is I'm just like, this is too put on. Like, are you actually singing? Is this like your lip syncing? Like, are you? Yeah, and I don't like, feel like what's going on. Yeah, and I don't feel like there was. He was lip syncing. He was singing, but I it was like so, your yeah. backing vocals or you know, your your backup singer. So like, you notice it a lot with some bands, right? Where you have the bass player, the second guitarist come up, and they'll do the like, they'll do the backup voices. Right. Right didn't do that this time. It was like, we're going to have it over the PA system instead of having one of the people come right, up and sing. Right, And maybe they, maybe he has like another performer that's normally with them and they couldn't come on the tour or I don't know. I don't know what the situation is. Honestly, I haven't listened to their music since. Um, and the other thing that kind of rubbed me the wrong way, which it's part of the logo or the name or the, the, the logo, I was saying, is like he had a sword, but it <laughs> yeah. didn't really go with anything. So I think it, it's an overall theme that we just didn't get. Okay. Or, okay, maybe. Or like we said, we came in in the middle of his set and may have missed what was going on. Something, yeah. Because I think even if we even if we knew where to get our GA tickets, our wristbands, and went in right away, I think we walked through the door while the first set was on. Yeah. Because yeah. Was like we came back late from dinner. Yeah. I don't know. I probably won't seek out music again oh, that's no, just my I own won't. opinion but um i'm just yeah i hope he makes it great on tiktok or instagram <laughs> or whatever he was doing but we did not follow him i yeah. will say that yeah i'm not gonna i'm not seeking that out again right <laughs> either him or 0936 i think 0936 is on ship rock this next time around 0936 well, is yeah yeah i remember seeing that yeah 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 which, I mean, ho- I, hopefully 0936 does well in Shiprock. Like, yeah. I, ho- I mean, there is some potential there. Um, Definitely of the two, 0936 is I like better. Oh, yeah. But yeah. at the same time, both of them are like, I'm not really yeah. seeking this out. Are we too yet. old for them? No, I don't think so. Like, <laughs> it's just, it's just not. I don't want to say it's not good music because somebody out there likes it and somebody thinks it's great and yeah. they're probably right. It is great. So after both, after them, seeing, like, yeah, sorry. Um, so after seeing Jarris Johnson, I had a thought in my mind where I'm like, is there going to be a new genre of metal come out or a new genre of music come out where it's like rappy metal synchronized something music? Yeah. Um, I had that thought. I mean, yeah, like, there are some metal acts out there that incorporate rap, right? Like, Slipknot incorporates rap to some extent, especially early on. 
Yeah. But this is more rap focused in my yeah. mind. Um uh Fever three thirty three has a lot of rap influence and a lot of rap components there too. More punk and rap all added. So I mean it's there. Um I get what you're saying. Yeah. I wonder if it's just because we saw two that were kind of similar in two nights. Yeah. And that's what made the thought come into my head. It is it was really odd to see two almost identical bands on two completely different tours. Right. Um, and not like identical in terms of like, you're right. It, it does seem like a subgenre that's popping up and maybe it is already. And then we just don't follow that subgenre. Right. And maybe it is more of like a social media thing that we just aren't into or we just don't know about um, where maybe the music is popular on TikTok or on whatever, some social media that we aren't on or don't follow. Yeah. And I guess, I don't know. Do you have anything else to say about about them? No. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I I guess let's just move on then. Um, Yeah, so I think this tour was also really weird to some extent, right, where, and this is, I think this is a common thing more recently that I've noticed, um, where you have your headliner and, like, you're, either your headliner, your co-headliner, or your headliner and your second, you know, the next one down. And then you have, like, eight bands listed below that with different little symbols. Like, here's a cross, here's a star, here's an an ampersand. Where they have lots of openers, but not all those openers are touring on every single show. Right. It's, you get this opener for these three days and this one for these four days. Right. And I feel like this, the, the promotion for this was the same way, where you had a lot of different, Right. Potential openers. Yeah, because I remember seeing a poster for this tour, and it had POD yep. listed as an opener. Um, so going into it, like, in it, and this concert started early. I don't, we didn't put the time on there, but I think it started at 6 or 7. 7, it started really early. Yeah. yeah. Um, for some reason, I thought it started at 6. It may have, but I, I don't know. I um, mean, I can't remember. Because I think doors were like at 5 or 5.30. So maybe it started at 6.30. Oh, it did start at Yeah, yeah that's why we were late. Yep. That, that's why we were late because we were late after dinner. But anyways, that doesn't matter. But I assumed that there was going to be more openers than just Jairus, John, Jairus Johnson and um, then Evanescence. Right, and I think that's what I was trying to get to, right, is that after Jairus Johnson, like we easily could have looked at that poster again. Or the website and figured it out, but we didn't do that, right? We just went in thinking, all right, there's going to be one more opener than Evanescence, but no, it went straight into Evanescence. Right, right. And I wonder. So we've been on a lot of shows recently, especially since 2020 happened, where they are scheduled to have four bands or more, and somebody had to drop out for a few shows, and possibly that happened with this, and we just haven't been following it close enough, um, and they don't really announce it. It's not like somebody comes out on stage and says, "Yeah, oh, sorry, like Magic Sword couldn't be here today because they have COVID or what, you know, whatever." So um, possibly that could have happened, and there were supposed to be more people, um, but it was, in my opinion, also I think you're saying the same thing. It was very weird that it went just Jarius Johnson straight into Evanescence. Which once again, like if they're a co-headliner, like I don't know, it's it definitely felt like an o- opening slot but they got a long set they did yeah yeah but even with evanescence coming on like i think we 
I was thinking it was another band, and then you're like, you lean over and you're like, this is Evanescence already. And I was just like, really? So, but what were your thoughts on Evanescence? Um, I've never really been the biggest fan of Evanescence. They've had a few songs that are like, all right, their their first one, Wake Me Up, I think is the title yeah, of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, that came out, uh, I was in, I want to say high school. Like, that was around, roughly around the same time I started to get into metal and music a little bit. Um, so, like, right around the time of uh, uh, Linkin Park Hybrid Theory. Yeah. I think yeah. that's when this came out, or like a year or so later. So right around that, like, new metal scene, but it, it wasn't metal at the same time. It was more rocky. But this got a lot of airplay on Laser growing up. Yep, yep. The kids in school who weren't really into metal knew this music and enjoyed it. Um, and it was like, all right, fine, it's... It's rocky for sure, but it's not metal in my opinion. Like, but whatever. So I mean, it was it was fun to see them. Um, a female lead, awesome to see more of those out there. And yeah, I mean, she came out with like the Black Wings. Um, <laughs> there was a lot of theatrics that went along with some of the show. Yeah, there's a lot of show parts to, or like they put on a show during yep. the whole thing. People like she. She was running up, playing the piano for parts, coming down. Um, it, it it was a good show. Um, the music was just fine. Yeah, yeah. But all in all, a, a good show, in yeah. my opinion. Um, for me, I honestly, when the tour came out, I was like, I want to see Corn again. I like a few, you know, quite a bit of their songs, and I was just like, I don't really want to see Evanescence. Like, I think I even told you, like, oh, I'm okay going late later to the show if we don't make it because um we were eating dinner still and stuff but we got there in plenty of time but I was like we're, it's okay if we miss a little bit because I mean honestly looking back I could have missed all of Jarris Johnson and been absolutely fine but I guess I was okay or I mean after uh she went on and um they started playing and everything like I was I was enjoying it I don't know their songs and they're definitely not heavy in any means um like you're saying, like they're more um, rock based than metal based, um, in our opinion. Um, and it's, I did like how many people were into the concert. I, I sometimes that I'm judged or I judge on that as well as like the crowd. Um, it seemed like it was half and half, like half there to see Evanescence, half there to see Corn. But um, I've never been a huge fan of Evanescence, but I was pleasantly surprised. Um, that I did enjoy the music a little bit more than I thought I would. So, yeah, I mean, not a whole lot there for me to say I on know. top of that. Like, yeah, I know. Like, I think it's one of those things where it's like, okay, we enjoyed it. Is it something that we're gonna seek out to be like, oh, I'm, I'm gonna go see an Evanescence concert again? Probably not. Yeah. Um, unless they're playing with somebody else, but uh, I don't know. It did open my eyes a little bit to. Um, female lead, uh, like you said, there's a few female lead um, bands that we like that are heavy, and I think that's what I like about when a female leads is like when they can do like the heavy growls and everything. Um, and this is more just melodic singing. So yeah, exactly. Yeah, so it's a little bit different than what we're into or what I'm into for a female lead. So, um, 
but yeah, I did. I mean, I liked the show. I liked the performance. Um, the stage was pretty big. Yeah, uh, their setup was yeah pretty big because they were like, like, like we said, it was a, it was a show. Right. They ad- added theatrics and show and right. to it. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, it was good, and like I said, the crowd energy really made it a, a lot better too. So maybe if the crowd was more in our mindset, I probably would have just been like, oh my gosh. I would have been bored. You were bored at three days, Grace. I would have been, probably been bored. Like, <laughs> hey, we could go walk around or something. Yeah, I was I was about the same way. I'm not going to lie. I, there were parts where I was like, all right, I'm bored. Let's get this going. Yeah, let's get to Corn and see who we came here to see. <laughs> all right, so let's get to Corn. Okay. Um, so, yeah, we had seen Corn a few times. Um, but this time it was way different. Like, the s- stage setup was way different because – um, before they came out, like there was um, screens that came down, see-through screens. I don't even know how to explain that. Yeah, so um, it was like a, a no. You'll probably explain it way better than I did. So. I was gonna say like most bands usually have like the black backdrop that falls down yep. with either like a logo on it or just blank. A yep. lot of times it's like the logo of like the band, and this one wasn't. It was just like it was like this transparent film, almost like like it, was, it seemed like. A tarp or something, but it was transparent and very like we were pretty far back, so we, we were, couldn't see. Yes, yeah, like very closely. If you were close, you could tell right away that no, this wasn't like a, a fabric or a screen. This was like LED lights, basically. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Like see through LED lights. Yeah, but right, like just strip after strip of them, and that was kind of weird. And then they turned them on, and it had the logo of corn, but you still see through it to the back where the right. drums and everything were. Right. This is the first time I've ever seen anything like that, which was unique and actually really kind of cool. It was really cool. And that, like you said, like if you're up closer, I think it would have been even better to see it like that. But I mean, we were able to see all the, I'm going to say the show, but like the everything that they played on there because um, they did use that for um, like the background, like the video that plays in the background and stuff. So it was really cool. Yeah. And it's like when they first came out, though, it was still in front. Yeah, it was still like, down. Yeah. yeah. And they, they played... played a whole song, or two whole songs. I think, yeah, two or three songs they played yeah. with that down. And you could see through it yeah. to see them. But also, I don't know if that was, like, the eye or what, but there was something on that screen also moving around, and and there was a show to that aspect as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And which was weird, because I thought that when they started playing that it would raise, like, a normal curtain or whatever. Um, and when it stayed down, one thought I had was, like, I hope this doesn't stay down the whole time. I know that's really weird because you could still see the band members, but it's a little bit different where yep. you can't really see through it. Or you could see through it, but you couldn't. I mean, it's not like having it raised. But, um, yeah, I, I wonder what it was like for, like, Jonathan or, like, any of the other band members on the other side. Like, if they could see through to the crowd or if it's just. Yeah, I don't know. That's um, interesting. I never that thought they, about that. Because, you know, like, a lot of bands start playing when the screen or when the curtain's down or the screen's down or whatever. And I always wonder, like, what's going through their head? Like, are they just playing, like, looking at the floor? Are they, like, playing like they're looking at the crowd? Like, what's that like? So when you have something where you can't be just turned around backwards or whatever because people can see you, like, I wonder what they could see out. Yeah, agreed. And it it did eventually rise up Mm -hmm. and continue to, like, play that, like, monitor that you would typically see for a band. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah, I thought... That was a very unique stage setup. Um, 
and really cool to like incorporate that in where you don't have just um, a screen in the back. Like the screen was in the front of the stage then basically because um, normally the screen's behind the band that plays the video or whatever and this was in the front of the band. So that was really cool. Yeah, and toward the end, it, we thought the concert was going to be over. They lowered it. Right. But then like raised it again. So it it was a thematic part of the show and the overall experience that screen was. Right, right, yeah, yeah. Other than that, any other memory, memories you have of Horn or thoughts of this performance? <laughs> Not too many core memories, like big memories. Um, they, I mean, it was like when we saw Corn before where they go through their catalog and then Jonathan comes out with the bagpipes. Did he come out this time with yeah, bagpipes? Yeah, I just remember, so when that happened, it was piercing. And the other two times we've seen Corn was at um, Open Air, so it's out in an outdoor um, arena or outdoor stadium. But seeing them in an arena, I just thought it was piercing. You don't hmm. remember that? I had earplugs in. Oh, you so did? <laughs> yeah. It sounded fine for me. I don't wear earplugs when we see shows, but um, it was like such a piercing sound. Um, and I do remember I had to use the restroom, and that was during... Uh, Y'all want a single say fuck Yeah, that. yeah, yeah, yeah. I was trying to think of... I was like singing it in my head, but I couldn't think of the um yeah so uh, that was kind of disappointing that i chose that moment because i do like that song um yeah what were your thoughts so and i think we can talk about this in a different show but i think it's i always and we've mentioned this too like talking about seeing bands multiple times this is our third time seeing corn um first time as their own tour And when, how, how do I say this? The touring, the touring aspect of music is very interesting to me in the sense of when a new album comes out, you go on tour to promote that album. And you're going to hear a lot of the songs from that album. That might be the only time you ever hear those songs live is when they're out there promoting that new album to sell that album. And then a new album comes out, and the main songs usually stick with the tour, or they get shuffled around every now and then they pop up, or never again, uh, like Saint Anger, for instance, with Metallica. <laughs> um, and Korn just had a new album come out just a few months before this. And that that new album is pretty soft, I think. Like, it's not crazy heavy. It's a different kind of sound. Not a bad sound. Just not something that I have to listen to a lot. Right. I would agree. Like, it's not, like, their early sounding um, stuff. And I think, I mean, I think we listened to it once, once we bought it, and then I don't think we've listened to it since. We haven't yet, no. And I feel like the tour took on that same sort of vibe as that album. It was it definitely did not seem as heavy and as hard as I remember seeing Korn the right. previous times. I would agree. And. I mean, that could have been because Evanescence was with them, and that's more lighter. Yes. Versus seeing them at open air where it's, like, a lot of heavy bands. Yes, but at the same time, like, I remember when Evanescence was on, they are like, give it up for, Jer- you know, the normal. Give it up for this yeah. band. Give it up for the headliner. And one of the things 
they were like, they're like, we've been on a lot of tours with Corn in the past because they both sort of came up in those early two thousands. Right. So I mean, way back then they were definitely a lot heavier. So I don't know how you would make it soft with Evanescence. I think it's a good, you know, soft hard. We talked about this before. I think where like a set a set list for a show how you have to like weave in the slower parts right. on top of the heavy stuff. So I think that'd be really cool. I think that's a really cool concept of having a softer band or, you know, and then come out with a really, really hard, heavy band type thing. So I could see that, but I mean, I, I honestly, I think it was the album and just where corn is in their lives. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe that they're like, we're just going to, we're going to slow it down. We're going to chill out. You know, we don't need to be as hard as we were when we were, you know, 20. Yeah, I'm looking at the set list, um, and maybe this is also part of it, is we, Corn isn't a go-to. Like, there's, like, five songs that I go to if I want to listen to Corn, um, but the songs that I remember, or, like, that I will listen to or, like, are on other playlists for me are, like, Here to Stay, um, Falling Away From Me, Alone I Break, uh, Y'all Want a Single, um, and then, uh, um, probably twist and then freak out on a leash. So there's a lot of songs that they played because they played for a long time. They did, yeah. Um, probably almost two hours. Um, that I don't even know the music, or I don't, I, I don't recognize the song. Not that I have never heard it because I probably have heard it. Um, just it's not a go-to. Right. So that's another thing that I've really noticed going into bands or like seeing concerts is if I don't know the music, I have a different vibe than if it's something that I listen to or really enjoy or really into. And maybe that was part of it is, like you were saying, like the last album we weren't really into. And that's, they played two Quite songs. a few songs from that, I thought. Two songs. Just two? Yeah. Oh, wow. But then they have, um, I don't know what this album is. Um, I guess these are earlier ones, like Shoots, oh, Shoots and Ladders, I know that song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I like that song I really, 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 really like. Um, just because it's fun. It's like yeah. going back to your like nursery, nursery rhymes or whatever. Um, I mean, I'm not saying that there weren't hard, heavy songs yeah. in there. The vibe just in general felt soft to me. Yeah. Do you think it possibly was where we were standing? Because we stood near the back. So you mentioned that with Three Days Grace, that we stood to the back and saw a lot of people dancing. I yeah. did notice that too in our, where we were standing for this, yeah. is there, there were a lot of people dancing around us during this as well. Yeah, um, yeah. We weren't in the crowd in the thick of things like we normally are. Right. So both the, both Three Days Grace and then this entire concert, we weren't in um, wage war. We were we were like in the middle of the crowd. Yeah. Um. But then for Three Days Grace, um, the previous night and then this entire concert, we kind of stood back a ways, not like all the way in the back, but. I I mean I agree I do, I do think that that pay, plays some aspect in terms of the vibe of the concert you can which is once you again, feel the energy of the other right the other people the yeah. other crowd is energizing you you're energizing them the band's energizing you you're energizing the band like it, it's a giant fucking circle right it, but i've never thought of it that way where where you are at any show can dictate the vibe of the show as well yeah like if you're up front on the rail, that's a different feeling than being in a seat versus being mid, you know, in the middle of the in the floor, 
or even like the nosebleed section. Like, hundred percent, yeah. I've, I've never thought of it that way, but that very well could be why it felt soft to me. Like I always feel the most energy when we're in like the middle, or like almost the middle of the crowd. And if like a pit opens next to you, exactly. like that offers a lot more energy. And there was a pit not far from us, but it was also a pit on an open area of the right. floor. Right. It, it was. A, it was a weird pit. Yeah, yeah, it wasn't a pit in the middle of a crowd. Yeah. Yeah. Because that's going to bump you around, move you around, get you moving. Right. Like, we had lots of space around. Well, I'm saying lots of space. We had more space than if you're in the middle yep. of the crowd. So I think that plays a lot into it is that we were not in the middle, where maybe we would have felt that energy a little bit more if we were in the middle of the crowd. For sure. Because, like, I've never seen a Slipknot concert where we're not in the middle of the crowd, but I guess Riot Fest kind of. No, we were on the rail on the side. Yeah, but I still felt energy from that. Um, no, yeah, I'm saying we were we were pretty close. Yeah, we were pretty close, yeah. The only one is Line Fest. We were sort of... We were further back, we but we were, were still in the crowd. <laughs> That's because there were so many goddamn people. Yeah. I mean, when you get 30,000 people in a... Tiny-ass field. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, we were very far back for that, but we, we were... were but you still felt the energy of everybody around you, everybody enjoying it. Yeah, and that that's a different beast in and of itself, though, I think. Yeah. But, I mean, um, I think a good example would be uh, Riot Fest for Slayer. We were very far back for we Slayer, were. and yeah. there was no fucking energy back there. Right, yeah. All 100%. the energy was super close up. Yeah, that's a good example, yeah. I was trying to think of, like, a concert. Normally, we are in the middle, so I was trying to think of a concert where, like, it would feel different. Like, go back to the Slipknot example. If we ever went to a Slipknot concert and kind of stood back away from, like, the pits, or away from the energy and stuff, it would probably feel different. That's true. 100%. I mean, honestly, I'm not going to go to a Slipknot concert and not be in the crowd. Right. But, you know, it would be d- totally different. Or, like, if we bought seat tickets to a Slipknot concert, that would be 100% different than yep. down in the middle. Yep, yep. Like, close to the stage. So I think that that could go into this concert with Corn, where we just didn't feel the energy because we didn't place ourselves in that position. That's fair. I think that's a fair assessment. Yeah. Because, yeah, it... Yeah, I saw some people like having the energy that I think you're talking about during a lot of these songs. Yeah, no, agreed. There were a lot of people moving around us, having a good time, and yeah. it just like, it, yeah, I think that's what the issue was. Not necessarily that the concert itself was soft. I think that's a good right, right, a good point. I mean, Evanescence was soft. Um, there's still people enjoying it, but when you get to Corn, I do maybe just because we only I only listen to we only listen to the heavier Corn songs. Maybe that's part of it. And there was a lot that's not as heavy. But, um, I mean, I saw a lot of people having the energy that I think you're talking about. So. Yeah, no. I, yeah. That's probably on us. I'll retract my statement. I think that's what it was. No, yeah. No, you don't have to retract. No, I no, think we fine. just talked through why yeah. it felt that way. No, that's cool. So. Um, but, yeah, any other thoughts on corn? I mean. The only other thing I remember um, is we left I think the encore just got over and we decided to leave. Um, and they were doing their like goodbye. Thanks for coming out kind of stuff. And we're like, all right, we're, we're going to head out. We're tired. We went we to were a show tired. the night before yeah. Denver. Like we're not in the greatest shape. So like walking around Denver and not being able to breathe as well. Wasn't good. Um, so, and like, and it was just a quick trip. It was, like yeah. we, 
flew in on Sunday. We had a lot going on the week before. Worked two day. I mean, we worked both Monday and Tuesday. Went to a concert Thursday. Or, sorry, went to a concert on uh, Three Days Grace on Monday. Went to this concert on Tuesday. Had to fly home the next day. Yeah, we were just beat. Yeah. So we're like, all right, we're going. But yeah. I remember as we're walking up and getting to the concourse, somebody came out. I don't know who it was. They're like, hey, we have a birthday in the house. Oh, right. And like, I think a member of the band, it was their birthday. And I was like, oh, I kind of want to stay and watch this and experience this. But at the same time, I kind of want to go to bed. Like you never said that you wanted to stay and watch it. No, because I wanted to go to bed. Okay. So, yeah. So we did that, but that that was that was really it for me. Yeah, I I enjoyed it. I mean, I think I would. So, this is probably on us again. I think I would have enjoyed it more if we didn't go to Wage War and Three Days Grace the day before, because I had a lot of fun at Wage War and Three Days Grace, and then going to Corn. I didn't care for Jarris Johnson, Evanescence I'm not really into, and then, um... Sorry, playing with my mic. Yeah, you are. It's distracting me. Um, but I, I just, I didn't enjoy it as much as probably if we, if this was the only concert we saw. Um, That's fair. I mean, yeah. nothing against the concert. It was a great concert, but, um, see, I mean, I think seeing Wage War the day before just kind of set the bar for me and then and also mission ballroom was just such a great venue yeah it was and then going to ball arena um it's just a normal arena that's there to i mean it serves its purpose but it wasn't unique in any ways i mean i am glad we went here instead of tenley park oh 100 percent, yeah because then we wouldn't have gone to three days grace Yes. So, I mean. And also, if we would, I think I told you this. If I would have found out the wage war was in Denver the day that we weren't and we just sat on the couch and watched TV. That's true, yeah. I think I would have been so pissed. Yeah. Pissed at myself that I didn't even check. So. I mean, yeah. that. Yeah, no, I agree with all that. Yeah. But, I mean, from the short three days that we were in Denver, well, two and a half days that we were in Denver, I think it turned out excellent. Yeah, agreed. Between, I mean, even though we were working, it was like a working vacation. Um, being able to see two concerts in two days for the two days that we were there, it was a lot of fun. It's what we want to do, and I think we made it work out really well. Yeah, agreed. I mean, all in all, the week was a lot of laser music, like a lot of the you know the the radio metal, the radio rock that you know we listened to growing up and it's fine music. It's good to see live. It's great to support the bands. Um, I'll do it again, hundred percent. But at the same time, I, I want something heavier. Yeah. I think we just changed our music taste. Um, especially over the last few years. Yeah, maybe. Well, I guess you've always been into like heavier stuff. Yeah. Definitely. I really changed my taste cause like, Three Days Grace is the sound that I started with. Yeah. Um, I mean, obviously, I was disturbed, but uh, the Three Days Grace sound is, like, the songs that I really got into, um, which is probably why I know, like, almost every Three Days Grace song. <laughs> um, but, and then Corn, like I said, like, I listened to, like, five songs. So it is one of those that and that could have been part of it as well. And Corn's another one of those um, laser bands. They got played heavy on laser also. Oh, 100%, yeah. Which is weird, like, of all the new metal that 
that corn was played more than a lot of things. Like growing up in Iowa, corn was played a hell of a lot more than Slipknot from Iowa. It's like, why not support the hometown boys here? Right. But you only got Slipknot because it was heavier at like super late at night. Um, or you got like Vermilion. Right. You got like one track, yeah. maybe Duality. Like. Yeah, maybe. I can't remember. I just remember Vermilion being. Oh, really? Played. Yeah. Yeah, that's but, the one song that I remember playing. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that type of music, and there's nothing wrong with playing it on the radio at all. Like, that's how we got into this kind of music and how we consumed the, the vast majority of the music. So there's nothing wrong with that. It's just, it's not always what you want, and you want to move on to the next thing. But all in all, the whole trip was a blast. I had a lot of fun. Yeah, I can't wait to go back to Denver. Um, probably to see another concert there. Yeah. Denver's great. I think we're going back still this year. Oh, we right? are. Oh, my gosh. I totally forgot. In just a couple months in December. Yeah. yeah. Or not too long. I don't know when we're going. It's, yeah, it's, it's December. in December, but I don't know how far yeah. that off that is. Yeah. And that that will be a hell of a lot heavier. Yeah. Because that's like, uh, what, what's, uh, go ahead. What's the? I think Cannonball Corpse is, or is it Cold Orange? No, Code? Cannonball Corpse and uh, Pick Destroyer. Yes. Yeah. Yes, at the Beer and Music Festival. Yeah, so it's more like... Uh, beer death, and metal. Like death metal Yeah, uh, focus. On top of like a beer festival. And I've been to beer festivals and I get fucking shit-faced at those. So I am scared of this thing. <laughs> I, You'll be okay. I'm going to drink amazing beers, listen to awesome music, amazing music, and two days of that and it's... It's going to be another one of those quick trips, and I felt bad or sluggish during this. It's going to suck. Are we working during that trip? I probably shouldn't. I, yeah, I we'll don't know. See. We'll see. We'll have to see how it goes. But All in all, Denver's great. These two shows were fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I love how we made – or the how the two days just came together where it, it was – I mean, we were planning things. I mean, the two things that we wanted to do is Kumas and – Mile High Distillery, but or Mile High Spirits, but um, I think we made a great choice with Three Days Grace and Wage War, and then seeing Corn the next day. Hundred percent agreed. All awesome. right, so we uh, we've never actually done like an outro, so let's fucking try it. Like, thanks for listening. Uh, <laughs> we'll catch you next time. See yep. ya. Bye.